Howie G with the Golf Insiders for another edition of For Your Game. One of our favorites, LPGA Teaching Hall of Famer, Top 50 Best Instructor. And here's something that they often don't make enough noise about. She's a member, one of the few female members of the PGA of America. Always great to have Kay McMahon on the Golf Insiders. Hi, Kay. Hi, Holly. It's always great to be here with you today. Terrific. Hey, um, something we've been wanting to talk about, and there's been a lot of conversation, um, you know, since Harding Park uh, for the PGA Championship and TPC Boston, you know, about bunker play during the PGA playoffs, uh, as well as, you know, watching the LPGA uh, out at Mission Hills last week. Um, you know, such a key important part of the game. Tour players make it look so easy. Okay, bunker play has never been easy for me. And recently, what I love about you is I've been playing this game for more years than I want to admit. I've worked with some of the best, you know, instructors, including yourself, and I've learned so much from you over the past few years. And I had an aha moment about my own bunker play. You know, I learned that, you know, when you're using the shorter clubs, your short game clubs, you start putting the ball further back in your stance. And I used to do that in my bunker play. No wonder I was terrified anytime I got into a bunker. And I could never understand, you know, especially the pros, you know, how many times they would say, get in the bunker, get in the bunker. <laughs> because, you know, they felt that was just an easy shot and a predictable shot to play from. Well, you're absolutely right about a number of things there that I know that you have had difficulty for many years with your shot in the bunker because you had the ball positioned way back in your stance, which is someplace it should never, ever really be. And I will say one thing about the professionals, um, and my uh, business partner, Eloise, says the same thing all the time, is that the one thing that the pros are much better at than the amateur golfer is bunker play. And amateurs always, they walk into the bunker as if it was a foreign land. And I always tell them, you got to walk in like you own this piece of land and look confident even if you aren't. But confidence also comes from knowing how to hit a proper bunker shot. And we're, I think you're talking about more of like an explosion shot where we have plenty of sand because you mentioned like um, Harding Park a couple of weeks ago. They didn't have as much sand in the bunkers, but what you're talking about is a, a true explosion yes, shot. Yes, that's correct? that soft sugar sand, right? That we're we're mostly used to. Correct. So it's it's again understanding really what you're trying to do with the club head, and what you want to do. I'm I'm assuming you'd like me to explain this to you. Absolutely. It, is that we want to first open up the club face in your hands. So the leading edge would be pointing to like 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. And the handle of the club needs to always be ahead of the club head. So when you get into the bunker, that would mean that the ball would then shoot out to the right. So therefore, you want to aim your body line a little bit to the left so they counteract each other. So many people would call that an open stance, but all you're doing is you're changing the club face angle and you're changing your body angle. And then you want to swing 
in your body line, which is your toe line or your, your shoulder line, your hip line, which would all be the same. So it looks like it's a little bit steeper, like it's going outside the target line. Do you understand all my lines? Yes, yes. So <laughs> yeah, so you get the feeling like you're almost picking the club up at a at more of an angle. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's going to feel more like a uh, a V swing rather than a kind of a long U. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The other, the other thing I find though that the way it's sometimes taught or the way the concept of the amateur golfer has been told to hit like two inches behind the ball. For the last umpteen years that I've been teaching it, when I have someone coming for a bunker lesson, they say, I can't get the ball out of the sand. And I say, okay, let's just see. Let's mark where the ball is. And I find they're hitting somewhere between 6 and 12 inches behind the ball. Oh, my which goodness. Is <laughs> it would take Godzilla to get that much sand out. D digging for China. <laughs> That's exactly right. So we talk about when you to practice it, to, to kind of draw a line in the sand, like a little ledge, and have nothing behind it, and put the ball on this little bitty ledge. And that's a, I'm going to show you the ball position, which your ball position, as you said, yours used to be in the back, but you want to have it more in the, the front of your stances. Le as we talked one time, left foot ball position stands for loft, which is you want in the bunker, and right foot ball position, or right center, would stand for run. Here we want to get the ball up and higher, and that's the second reason why you're opening it up. So what you want to do is he, he take the, the little ledge and take some swings and see if you can make your divot or what they call the horseshoe at the ledge. So the way we talk about it is you want to hit it a half an inch under the ball like a basement as opposed to behind it. Now, I've never heard it expressed that way. Right. Because what you actually will be doing by hitting underneath it, when the ball hits the center of the club face, the tail or the toe of the club will hit about that one inch behind it. But if I teach one or two inches behind it, people are starting to hit six to 12 inches behind it, and they can't get it out of the bunker. Yeah, because you're, okay. now, you're, now you're just digging. Um, you're just digging, correct. Instead of, um, you often talk about, you know, let the club do the work, and it's designed you know, to, to do the work. So, you know, as we know with a, with a, um, a sand wedge, you know, you've got that thick sole, you know, that creates the bounce. Share, share more about that. Right. The, the bounce is the flatter sole. They call it the sole or the bounce. Um, and it's made to bounce out of the sand rather than dig into it. So with the club face open, now the sand is going to go diagonally across that sole rather than straight square onto it. So therefore, this is hard to understand, but the right wrist, the back wrist, and for a right-handed golfer, and obviously for a left-handed golfer would be the left wrist, but let's just say it has to stay in extension. And what extension means is that that wrist stays bent, does not flip coming through. So you really have to hang on to that right or the back wrist staying in extension, which means it's bent backwards or away from you and stuff like yep. that. So mm -hmm. yeah. if any, all right, if, the, if the toe of the club ever passes the heel, you're going to dig into it, and you'll never get it out. And that's what typically happens is everybody tends to close that club face or the backhand passes the forward hand. You want to keep that backhand behind your forward hand. Yes. Um, 
and you've, you've got a, a great picture in your workbook. I think many times when you see a pro coming through, you know, it looks it looks like they're you know hanging on and like the club is coming across uh, their body and you see Correct. the ball coming out straight right that's because you've got you got the club face open the, the bounce of the sole is going to come across you because you'll be swinging your body line again which is your toe line which is slightly open or to the left of your target line so you're not swinging on your target line, but the ball should go on your target line. It's like hitting a, a cut shot in tennis, a little drop shot. You'd want to swing it across yourself, but you're really hanging on to that face so the face angle stays the same. Everyone thinks a flop shot is when you flip your wrist at it. It's exactly what you don't want to do. You never want to flip your wrist, but that's the typical error in, the, in, in hitting a bunker shot. You... Um often give great drills and you talk about actually practicing the shot that shot in the grass that's absolutely right that's first where you want to get started so you can do the same thing and then that's actually what people call kind of a flop or a cut shot so you're practicing it in the grass again you do the same thing but you have to have a, a cushy lie like a nice very soft fluffy lie which will then simulate the sand Mm -hmm. um, if you have if you have a tight lie, you're just, the bounce is then going to bounce and hit the ground and come up and hit the ball in the middle and skull it. So if you're practicing right in the in the, you have to have the appropriate lie with a lot a lot of cushion underneath it, so a nice fluffy lie. Mm -hmm. So let's let's talk about when um, you know we're in a the back of a bunker, right? Uh, and you've got you know clearly a tougher tougher shot but you've got room on the green so let's say you know you're a little further back in the bunker but you've got a back pin so you've you've got some green to work with well I think I think going into any shot I think someone especially the amateur golfer has to realize that there's different difficulties of shots like, you know, if I was in the Olympics and I was off the diving board, there's different difficulties. The, the shot you're talking about is you have a lot of bunker to carry and a lot of green to work with. So you really have to take a bigger shot, and you really don't want to hit a lot of sand. You almost want to feel like you're going to pick it off the uh, the sand like sitting on a tee. So, so that it'll run. So that it'll run. So that it'll run and release. Exactly right. Um Again, the difficulty of that, you know, a scale of 1 to 10 would be close to a 10 to an 11. <laughs> you know, and I think people really need to understand that there are some easier shots and there's some harder shots. The one thing I didn't mention about anything in that nice fluffy sand is you want to dig your feet in, kind of like the footings of a building, and you want to be a little bit wider. Now, when you do that, you need to also choke up on your club because now you're an inch or an inch and a half closer to the ball. So ah. if I don't, right. So if I don't, you know, um, choke up on it, then I'm always going to hit it fat or too much sand in the bunker. The other thing is that when you go into a bunker, everyone or most people know that you're really not supposed to ground your club. So when you go in and get set up, you want your elbows to be soft. So as you're actually swinging, your elbows now will start to straighten out, and that'll help you hitting that. I'll say half an inch or an inch under the ball because your elbows will straighten, but you want to choke up on the club, have your feet a little bit wider. 
that is yeah. that is very important to remember. Um, I uh, think I'm guilty of that one too, Kay. My goodness. <laughs> now, every once in a while, talk about tough shots, but you know these can be real head scratchers, and you got to be prepared, right, for anything. The dreaded buried lie. <laughs> now, I'll tell you how I learned to hit that shot. Okay. A uh, longtime, uh, very famous instructor by the name of Jack Lumpkin. Oh, my. Had, yes, very had, famous. Had a sister who um, used to also teach when I was growing up at Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. I'm really dating myself now. But she used to, I learned to hood, hood the face of my sand wedge to get a berry lie, to get the ball to pop out of a bunker. Now, of course, that's, you know, like if it's buried and you're like in the, you know, the uh, upslope, you know, most, most of the time, I think, yes. that's, you know, that's when it happens. But um, it worked and people, I'll tell you what, that would really shake people up. Especially if but I was playing in competition. Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, she's absolutely right in saying that because when you hood the club, you're basically the toe is already closed in or it's it's past the heel. So that's going to dig in and go underneath the ball. Then you it, it'll probably hit it a little bit left because the, the, you obviously closed the club face slightly. Yes. So that means now you aim a little bit to the right. Now, if... You're on a slope like that, too. You've got to remember that your uphill leg is going to be quite bent, but you really have to widen your downhill leg and really make that your stable leg. So as you as you swing, you actually want this is, you're going to hit it, it's going to pop it up, but you almost want to feel like you're going to fall back because as you, your shoulders get um, steeper with the hill as you're falling back, it's going to help the ball get even higher and pop out of that buried lie. So you're right. You're right on. On that one well it, it it does it's magical it just pops right up and um, very true though you've you've got to always make sure true with um, you know uneven lies right that that you've got your foundation um, you know supporting the shot and, and keeping you well balanced oh you're absolutely right I mean that's if people can't remember all the rules and etc about you know what you're supposed to do beforehand get your base get your balance whatever you do just manufacture or make something up that your base your legs are stable as can be especially on uneven lies that's that's the number one rule right off the bat well it's kind of interesting if i can just mention too that during our webinars which we've been doing and we're still going to continue doing is that the uneven lies is one of the most common things that people want to talk about we've done them three and four times now because people practice on a range but very seldom do we ever practice uneven lies because there's very few places to practice that so um it's it's it, one of the more asked about subjects to talk about well that's great and i think you've uh, teed up our our next conversation Kay. always a pleasure uh hopefully we've provided some good tips to improve your bunker play today and uh, tell my listeners how they can uh, get in touch with you or participate in one of your upcoming webinars. Certainly. They can go to our website, which is educationgolf.com, but it's spelled E-D-U, 
K-A-Y-T-I-O-N-Golf.com. All the information is there. They can email me directly. They can call me up uh, and have conversations um, also if they want some advice and just to see where they want to take their game to the next level. This is one of the best, best swing instructors in our game. And, Kay, you just are so giving of your time. You also have this incredible Q&A you do on Friday mornings, which is just um, really fun. Uh so many different levels of players that join the conversation, and it it really is uh, just some a great great thing you provide for your students. Uh, can't say enough about how simple K makes the game, and we always appreciate your time on the Golf Insiders. Thank you very much for having me today. It's a great pleasure always talking to you, Holly.